Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Bomb Squad. As always, I'm your co-host, Will Canalizo, and today we're joined by... Co-host, John Gilbert. We're also joined by Todd Hewitt. I mean, yeah, I am Todd Hewitt. 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 We're taking a walk today. We're doing a little chaos walk. We're taking a stroll. This is the end of a, probably at this point for me, like a two and a half year bit about this fucking movie. And yeah. I'll be honest, it yeah, does feel like... you've been doing like, it this long. It does feel like we're going out with a bit of a whimper instead of a bang. Yeah, I, I kind of expected this to be more of an event. Um, yeah, for me personally, obviously not for like regular people in the real world, for like... Me. Yes. Do you want to explain the chaos walking bit? Oh, yeah, I was going to... We are going to walk through it. So you also we're might be chaos wondering, walk well, through it? Will, how do you know that this movie is a box office bomb? <laughs> it's still in theaters. Dumb. And I'm going to say that's math. It's mathematically impossible for this movie to make money. Uh, reported production budgets, a hundred million dollars. Uh, there were also extensive reshoots. So we're probably looking at around like 125 to 130. The movie so far, it's been in theaters for about, um, we're coming up on about a month has made a $13.8 million. So oh, wow. bit, bit of a flop ski. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, but, not ideal. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's, it's not ideal for anyone involved, especially like personal enemy of mine, Doug Lyman, and among other, you know, famous like Nick Jonas probably won't be able to recover from this. Um, it's going to be really tough for yeah, yellow. I don't. Yeah, uh, Cynthia Revo has no other projects in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Oscar Oscar Gajo, who is cut from the movie entirely, like it's um, really. Yeah, it's going to be bad. Wow. It's wow. going to be really terrible for them. Hopefully, hopefully David, hopefully Doug Lyman like never works again. <laughs> like that'd be like really fucking great. For It'd be a bummer if he had made a movie during <laughs> the COVID lockdown, especially about the COVID lockdown. It would be like absolutely such a, it, it, it just sucks that he, it, it would be really terrible for a director to have two like abysmal movies come out the same year, like within like a month of each other. I forgot um, that it's called locked down. Yeah, it is. I a couple of my friends, like Owen and those guys, watched it, and I was like, I like do not want to fucking read that movie's like two hours. Like it's so fucking long. Yeah, it's longer than this. Yeah. So, so let's talk. Uh, let's talk chaos walking. So in 2011, the production company Lionsgate purchases the book rights to Patrick Ness's novel uh, "The Knife of Never Letting Go," which is the first YA book in a YA trilogy. This thing called like, you know, the Chaos Walking Trilogy. Yes, because as we know, um, a man without a filter is chaos. Is that the line in the movie? Is that a man without a filter is chaos walking? Yes. Yes. Yeah, because there's because like of the noise. one little bit of, yeah, the noise. We'll get to the noise. Uh, um, but I do think this is the crazy thing to <laughs> to remark upon here is that the first draft of this was written by Charlie Kaufman. Which is insane. Yeah. Apparently he had, he like just has no ownership of this thing anymore, which like, I understand. Um, I'm just interested to see what that script looks like. Is it just him being like, yeah, man, I, I just wanted to write something real quick. Or is it, he, he really did find some, did he want to make a quick buck or did he have some interest in this property? He's like addicted to those greenbacks. Like that's what you're thinking. 
it could be that, but it's also the fact that, like... Well, I mean, like, Synecdoche did make, like, $3 billion at, like, the worldwide box office. So, like, I can understand how that would have an effect on someone. No, but and, like, he, Anomalisa won, you know, like, Best Picture, Palm But people want to like, make like, his circuit. movies. That's the thing. Sometimes, yeah. Once every, like, eight years, the culture resets and we prepare for another Kaufman thing. It feels like they always want to do it. They just like I'm okay on Kaufman. Like I, I like much him. like Sorkin. I think that he's probably better filtered through someone else's lens. Hmm. Except uh, for Sinachode. Like Sinachode's really good. <laughs> I hate that you call it that. That's how it's pronounced. No, it's not. It's, it's not a real city. <laughs> it's Synecdoche. Sinachode. <laughs> it's not Sinachode. <laughs> Like, I've been to Schenectady, which is, like, the city in New York that, like, it's based in. It's Synecdoche. Cine. Shidoki. <laughs> Sinechode. Yeah, Sinechode. Um, that's, that's what Joss so, Whedon has. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He is the Sinechode. He has the sinner mind and body as well. Um, so it appears that... In, so in 2016, Doug Lyman gets brought on to direct the movie, and it also is reported that Daisy Ridley joins the cast. She's allegedly a fan of the books, and then uh, also Tom Holland, uh, like right off of Spy- like Civil War, gets cast as Todd Hewitt. He's Todd Hewitt. He is Todd. He is Todd Hewitt. Hewitt. <laughs> and then, so the movie wraps in. They shoot from like July to November 2017, and it was originally going to come out like a year later. So, like, a, a, a Christmas 2018 release, which is probably, like, when I get interested in this movie. Like, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. And then in April 2018, it's basically the movie gets indefinitely delayed um, for it to be. Let me see if I can find, like, the all of the release schedules for this movie. It, it, um, I remember when this was going to come out. I, the reason that we're talking about this movie, listeners, is because this is a film that has had... I want to say like a, a powerfully tortured yeah. development. Like I like we watched that. We went to go see this like immediately after watching the Snyder cut. And yep. it was like hella weird that this movie like was like those are two things that if you asked me a year ago, I'm like, no, probably never. Like I, I just assume that this movie was never going to come out because like it. So we get to April 2018 and then it's more reshoots because apparently the test screenings were like horrendous. We'll get into that. What I think that that's about a little later. Um, I I, I think I know what that's about, too. Yeah. And then they keep making these damn Star Wars movies and they keep making these damn Marvel movies. They have to just continually push the reshoots until April 19th. And then the coronavirus. They they go for another month. (laughs) And then the movie was going to come out like in. In like, 2020, I, March I believe. Of, in yeah. 2020, Phil Airtime keeps talking about Chaos Walking. I, I believe that oh, well, this was I supposed looked. to come up uh, out right when COVID hits. And yeah. at that point, I kind of, and you kind of thought, this is just never getting released. This is No, I thought it would never come out. The, the studio, or it will be dropped on VOD. In which yeah, case... Yeah, I thought that this would get sent to die. I'm searching deadline for I, Chaos I thought Walking. it would be an HBO Max thing. Well, it's Lionsgate. Yeah, that's true. But it's okay. it, I'm on, even I'm then on it would go right on now. Paramount or whatever. I don't know where they would be associated with, really. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm on. I'm looking through the deadline like, articles for Chaos Walking. Can I sort these by? Yeah, here we go. Published date, oldest first. It, 
this it the book itself I I kind of remember people reading these. I just find this interesting because I've never heard of these books. Yeah, I've never. You saying that you have heard of people reading this is like just a like absolute I, fucking bold faced lie. I, I said that after I said that because I knew one kid who had one in the library once, and I just did not really because the covers don't look like YA novels. It doesn't. The names don't really have anything. It seems. Yeah. What are these books called? Because I know the first one is the Knife of Never Letting Go, which it, is the um, one is of mo- book, it's the, like monsters of men, which I just. And then the other one is the Ask and the Answer. These yeah, are bad. These suck. Yeah, they're bad names. But um, it's fascinating to me that for some reason they decided to pursue this. Now I just want to mm-hmm. kind of like set up for the listeners. This is all based around uh, a premise of, Oh, humanity goes to other planets. We colonize them. And in this one planet that they, they just refer to it as the new world. We don't yeah, know the if there world. are other new wor- worlds or whatever's Malachi, going on. Yeah. But when you're on that planet, all men have their thoughts like broadcast through yeah, they have dust, the noise, the noise, which is called the noise. And it, this, this movie does the thing, you know, when you say a word, there's a, when you say a word a lot, like the synapses just don't fire anymore. And it doesn't sound like, like a Todd word. Todd Hewitt, Todd Hewitt noise. Like they say noise, noise, noise so much more than like the beginning of the Grinch when he's mad at the who's. Yeah, like it, it, it does just like kind of like beat your brain into submission. Yeah. But all right, so I, I can no longer find the of like the list of potential chaos walking release dates. But basically what happens is that like I first hear about this movie, like probably like in 2018, just how it's like this like calamity that will never be released because people just fucking hated it so much, which is really cool. Um, So I follow the Chaos Walking Twitter account, like, as a gag. Like, I think it's, I'm, like, one of, like, 30 people who follows it at this point. Because, like, (laughs) you know, and they were, like, coming soon. And I was, like, yeah, fucking right. But then they just keep delaying it. Like, there's no marketing. There's no nothing. But then in January of this year, something happens. So the Chaos Walking Twitter account starts tweeting, like, a gay teenager. And I was, like, oh, boy. The movie, this movie's coming out. Lo and behold. Yeah, because it was it's out. it was originally it March first, twenty nineteen, and they rescheduled it to like March twenty twenty, and then it got pushed indefinitely, and then it got pushed to January twenty second, twenty twenty one, and then it just got delayed another two months to March, and then we went to go see it like last week, and it, so the movie is real. Like you can go see it. It's fucking weird that it's like real. It's weird that it's real, and what's kind of weird about it for me is that, it, spoiler alert, this the book ends on very much kind of a cliffhanger. How much research did you do? I read the Wikipedia synopses. Okay, because I have the book. It, it's the first book ends on very much more of a cliffhanger and mm-hmm. it sets up like the villain, who the villain's going to be, what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Whereas this movie and the visible reshoots as seen by Daisy Ridley, not having dyed hair anymore, wearing a wig. Yeah, she got crazy hair. Uh, characters um, having Holland, like Holland has Holland, the weird, like, like that weird wig, <laughs> that short hair his, wig. Yeah. His muscle mass also changes a lot. Yep. Uh, it's like, you can tell that he's like not filming Spider-Man that day. So he just looks like a regular guy. And then he, like, 
for like maybe like five eighths of the movie, he just looks like a like a really buff like five eight dude. Yeah. Whereas then, like he looks like someone who's like trying to start trouble like at the gym. <laughs> he he looks fine throughout this. Daisy Ridley has just blonde hair, which I'm a, I'm a big Daisy Ridley fan. I'm a big Tom Holland fan. Both charming actors. It's crazy that they got them both in a movie, and that it was just kind of a. Yeah, it's it's like this two movie, of the biggest people like in or like like people like I don't want to like not not that we're like post movie star, but like we kind of are post movie star. And I think that this is like a great example of why. how that phenomenon yeah. has manifested where it's like, yeah, people really like Daisy Ridley. People really like people really fucking like Tom Holland. Like the Holland people are like fucking fervent. Um, yeah. Like, they're even making excuses for Cherry, which, like, I'll absolutely find a way to talk about. Um, hey, we're, we're going to talk like, Tom. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll be, be talking, talking Tom. Because I want to I wanna talk about how, how, he, how he's in his, like, flop era right now. And then... Yeah. And, like, but like you have these two people who are, like, the pillars of, like, you know, the two biggest media franchises right now, for the most part. Like, people, I think, post-RDJ have really glomped on to Holland as, like, this guy's the future of the Marvel movies. And, like, Daisy Ridley is, you know, in those Star Wars movies that many people saw. Um, yeah. We talked about Daisy I, Ridley I mean, many moons ago when this was a Star Wars podcast. Yeah. It's honestly, like, she's probably my favorite part of The Force Awakens. I think she. I think acting. she's also like a better actress than Tom Holland is. Like, I think she's a better performer than he is. In some ways, yes. I, I you haven't we, seen Cherry. I have not seen Cherry. I've. I'm just. Fa- I'm so fascinated by the fact that Tom Holland is right now so damn. He he just works and works and works. I don't want to call him like he's not a successor to Tom Cruise in any way, but he's very much kind of trying to do the same thing. And I think audiences might be getting a little tired of him. Cause I don't just even think that like in 2020 alone, getting, yeah. Talk in 2020 alone, he's in Doolittle, onward devil all the time. And then this year he's doing cherry chaos walking and apparently Spider-Man no way home is yeah. coming out this year, which I, I don't, they say that's coming out this year, but I I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. They delayed Black Widow today again. Yeah, like yeah, like four hours ago. I think yeah. the thing with Holland, Holland especially, just because mm-hmm. like I think he's he he definitely like works more than Daisy Ridley and like is in the public eye more because like mm-hmm. obviously like I think a lot of the Star Wars actors like post you know like Last Jedi blowback and like yeah. people being like fucking sadistic on the internet because like the Star Wars people are way more sadistic than the Marvel people. Like, the Marvel people are all like, oh, we like these movies. And, like, the Star Wars people are, like, fucking freaks. Like, they're, like, psychopathics. Like, they're, like, insane. Like, it's, like, the most crazy group of people on the internet. Yeah. The Star Wars people. Yeah. Um, Of which we, a group of which we are. (laughs) No, but, like, I've never, I I wasn't DMing Ryan Johnson on Instagram to kill himself. No, but we are not, we are not part of that. Star that, Wars that, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like I'm, 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 the, I'm drawing, I'm, I'm pointing at those people. Gotcha. Cause that's, is, the, it's like those people don't exist for Marvel. Yeah. Like it's, nobody, like there's no like Marvel fandom who hates Marvel in the same way that like we're Star Wars fans who hate Star Wars. Yes. Yes. But I think fair. that also like the lack of Holland's ability to like, it's weird. Cause he's like very popular, like on the timeline I see, like I see the Holland people like, 
like docks people like in an insane way. Like they're worse than the Chalamet people. Yeah. There's and a real like, fighting but for But there's a but there's a gap in between his like internet presence and like his ability to translate that into, you know, like money. Not him personally cuz I'm sure he's well off, but like like nobody's seeing chaos walking. Yeah, and, and no one saw Doolittle for him. <laughs> I, I was about to say, John, I'm like, we saw Doolittle. I sat next to you during Doolittle. I know, we saw it. Daniela fell was, asleep in it. I was drunk at the theater for Doolittle. We but saw it with quite a few We saw it with a lot of people. Yeah. That was like the last great event before the like the world fucking ended. Yeah. I hope to be and I hope to be in a theater watching dog shit studio productions again with many friends soon. Oh boy. But like I think that Holland is probably like because even like the Chalamet people would like go to the movies. Yeah. Like the Chalamet people are like, I watched every single movie. Because I think that like the two of them are very similar in that regard, where it's like they're these pretty boys who like psychopathic teenagers on the internet like worship. Yeah. And that has for better or for worse impacted, I guess, like, because it's also like this is also like how new celebrity works, where it's like you form your entire personality around an actor. But instead of like someone who was like obsessed with Tom Cruise in the 90s would like go see Tom Cruise movies. Now they just like make fan cams of Tom Holland to like Luna music. Yeah, it's not. And it's like I, I think that him and Chalamet are probably like the first you know, like people who their fame is kind of like almost defined by that in the internet age. The, yeah, they're being and they're being like a weird. I don't want to say because he and he and Chalamet both, I think, had these weird kind of like I think Chalamet in Call Me by Your Name. Everybody went and saw that movie, even people who would yeah. not normally see that type of movie. And we're yeah, really for moved him. for him and we're moved by him. Mm-hmm. And like prior, even prior to Army Hammer, us finding out that he's an being abusive, as like the devil. Yeah. Like <laughs> the actual, like the white glove society from Fallout New Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like he just is his character from Sorry to Bother You. Yeah. He's just scary. Like he's just that in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, but I, like, I think the th- Timothy sorry, Chalamet, like, kind of blew up and people were figuring out like, Oh, he's got a little bit of self-awareness. He's got, he seems a little bit more reserved than Tom Holland. Whereas Tom Holland seems to, I also think he's like a much better actor in some ways. It's weird. I've been, I'm Chalamet pilled now. Like, cause I don't like call me by your name. I think he, like, I think there should be some sort of like legal stipulation that like Greta Gerwig's the only director who should be allowed to use him. Cause like mm. he's fa- he's I, like I think that he's so fucking good in Lady Bird like it's such like a like it's because that comes out the same fucking year as Call Me by Your Name and I think he's way better in that than he is yeah. Call Me by Your Name oh I agree and then he's I think he's fa- Little Women is the movie that like Chalamet pilled me I'm like okay he's like sexy and good in this he's really like, I understand really good it. as Laurie he's really but I think really like good. the thing that separates the Chalamet people from the Holland people is the Chalamet people like went back and watched Interstellar. Mm. But like mm. the Holland people are like, you got to they're not like you got to watch the impossible or like whatever fucking movie he's in about like a tidal wave. Oh, yeah. But yeah, because he's the son in that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. It, like, it, it, like it's like they're in, they're more like the Holland people are more into like him because he's like a cute, like wholesome, soft white boy. But like the Chalamet people are like he's sexy 
and a good actor. See, I think that Tom Holland is a really good actor. I think the problem no, is I, that he's picking I think he's good at playing projects. Spider-Man. But but see, I even think he's good beyond that cuz he's good he's good in parts of this movie. It's just a bad project for him. It's, Let me it's, look at his filmography. Cuz in the heart of the sea stuff that I'm forgetting. In the heart of the sea, and he's really good in The Impossible. Like he's that's he's oh, good in that movie. Okay, yeah. No, he's I'm looking through this right now. I, I haven't seen The Impossible because obviously because nobody's seen The Impossible except you. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I've only seen like but half. I've only seen the first half. And then I think I just is, like left. <laughs> he is quite good in Lost City of Z. He's I think that he's but a really everyone. Everyone is good in Lost City of Z. Like that's, that's the, a, I need to watch that. You've got, we can talk about it. That movie didn't make money. Yeah, we'll, we'll have it on the pod. We'll, we'll, I, oh, we'll be talking about another fucking James Gray movie too, ASAP. But I, th- I think the weird thing that he, he's, I'm going to just quote Daniela on this because she's, mm-hmm. she got to work with him. She got to work on a set with him for a Spider-Man thing. Uh, listeners, Daniela works for Marvel. Uh, You're doxing none, your girl, none of these none of these views are <laughs> expressed by uh, by Will or I are Disney views at all. The, How, every view I express in this podcast is in fact the view of my employer. So <laughs> you can find me on LinkedIn and figure that one out. Uh, I'm unemployed, so yeah, they're all mine. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just me. But she said that he is like a consummate professional. I think in the same way that like Tom Cruise is where Tom Cruise is not a very good actor. In my opinion, I think Tom Cruise is a bad actor. I think he's a great star. I think think he is an, I think he is an okay actor, but I think he's like an undeniably like kind of world-class screen presence. I agree with that. And I think that there's kind of something to be said. I I'm afraid that Tom Holland is trying to be the next Tom Cruise where he thinks he has this screen presence that makes everything so watchable. When I think in fact, he's like, he really is just a talented actor. And instead of taking more interesting projects, he's got like the devil all the time and cherry, which I oh, thought the were the same movie and movies. The fucking, I, those movies hit like a fucking ambient. I made like 20 minutes in a devil all the time. I turned it off. That movie sucks. See, I thought that it was, I thought that it was going to be a, I, I genuinely thought that it was going to be the same movie. Cause mm-hmm. I, I knew that it was just this like bummy kind of crime movie. And then uh, cherry people are just bouncing straight off of no one likes yeah, it. No, cherry fucking sucks. Cherry's like the worst movie I've seen in a very, very long time. I, like a long time. Do you want to talk a little bit about it before we really dive into? Yeah, I, I, I guess our chaos walk. I, I, I think the thing about because I want to talk a little more Holland. Mm. I, like I think the thing about him is that I, I, I'm glad that some, I'm glad that you actually watch all of Devil all the time because there's another actor in that movie who you know is a franchise guy who has been rehabilitated by like talented independent directors, and I think that like Holland should maybe consider doing that, like. Posts. Jack Rayner. Because it's like, no, I'm talking about fucking Robert Pattinson. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Who's like, who's like maybe my, who's probably my favorite actor working right now. It's like him or Driver. Mm. Um, or like if DiCaprio wants to fucking get off the bench and make another fucking movie. Um, I think, I think that we should replace <laughs> Tom Holland in this with my favorite actor working right now, which Charlie is Bill, 
Bill Camp. <laughs> I'm not Bill a Charlie Hunnam fan. Years old. I'm not really a Charlie Hunnam fan. He's kind of boring. You just look like him. Yeah, I just look like him. I don't really like him mm-hmm. at all. All right. He's but really I think very good. that, like, I would like to see, because it's like, I think he has this kind of, like, really great charisma. Like, because I like him in the Marvel movies. Like, I think he's a really good Spider-Man. And it's he like, is. I've, like, felt the intimate touch of another person, so I'm not, like, so fucking wired into the Raimi movies where I'm like, that's the only Spider-Man. I'm like, I think Holland's better than Maguire. I agree. Um, I think he's a great Spider-Man. I also think Spider-Man. he, like, has had more to do, like, emotionally with that character than Maguire Oh, my God, did. yeah. But... I'd be very I'm very interested to see what Holland looks like post Spider-Man. But I also don't know when we get that because I think he is so, so shackled to that, like public image wise. Like he can't, you know, like I think he also kind of likes it. I know. I think I I would. I Who wouldn't? Yeah, that's fair. But I th- I think the the issue with like the, you know, Disney industrial complex, I think to me right now is now is we have these movie stars that are like christened by Star Wars, christened by Marvel. But with the exception of like Driver and Oscar Isaac, none of them are really like doing weird shit in movies. Like the closest I can think of is like Evan saying shit in Knives Out, like the word shit. I'm like, wow, like people, you know, like probably didn't expect that. Like, I'm shocked that they like let him do it. Um, Yeah. And I think that, like, I don't want to say that that happens because he had left Cap at the time. No, that. Oh no, yeah, because that movie comes out after Endgame. Yeah, he he left, and I I think that's mixed up. I think that's what's interesting is seeing where all of the all of the Marvel guys are going now. Where they go, yeah, because like I'm very very. Like, I don't want to say that there's, like, a gag order on these people, but, like, we did see how Disney responded to, like, Boyega speaking out against, like, how he was treated on set. Yep. And, And, like, I think that there's definitely some sort of, like, I don't don't want to hypothesize and, like, you know, assume things like this, but it does kind of feel like once these actors are free of, like, the shackles of these, like, you know, characters that are on pajamas for children, they can, like, you know proverbially like put their cock on screen a little bit I, if that makes sense and, and i'm interested to see what holland does post spider-man but i also don't know when holland will be post spider-man i think that weirdly enough as much as we I, i'll say this i think that a lot of people are thinking like oh he's going to be doing this for the next 20 years and i don't think he will i'm not even sure he'll do it he'll probably do it for the next maybe 10 yeah but honestly honestly closer to five because civil war comes Mm -hmm. out in 2016 2016. yeah Yeah. so i think that people just kind of will go look i don't want to do this i don't want to have to worry about this Mm -hmm. this really silly like it's not even i I think that he's kind of rounding out his trilogy Mm -hmm. in that uh, this is my big I don't even know if this is a take. This is just a theory. I think that there's a good chance that they do the Brian Michael Bendis death of Spider-Man to kind of throw people off. Mm-hmm. And we don't have Peter Parker for a while. I think yeah. that there's a chance that they do that, not necessarily with this Spider-Man movie, but maybe the next Avengers or the one after that. Mm-hmm. The, the, the next we, event movie. Yeah. And they and in that case, I think they would then be like, okay, here's... Miles Morales time. Yeah, here's Miles Morales. Give me the kid. Here's, give me the kid from Stranger Things. Yeah. 
here's Spider Gwen. There, honestly, yeah. there's a non-zero chance they just do like Shamik Moore, because <laughs> Shamik Moore is so fair, young. Yeah. He's so young. Yeah, I always uh, forget what? he's like our age. Yeah, yeah, he's our age. He's not. We, we've talked about him on this podcast before because we've talked about dope on like one of our uh, on like I think like the Mandalorian episode because we were talking about Rick Famuyiwa. Yes, we were. Yep. Yeah. Which I hate, how I hate my fucking brain works like that. No, I, I was I was going to say that I think we I was going to be wrong and think, oh, we were going to do. Um, that was our our Rogue Squadron cast. No. Yeah. Oh, but we might have. Honestly, we might have put him in there, too. We're big. Uh, we're big, we're big fans of him. I like Shmeek Moore. Yeah, Sh- cool Shmeek Moore, come on the pod. Come on our podcast. Yeah. Uh, but like. And and I I also think the same thing of Daisy Ridley, because it's like I'm very interested when we will be seeing her again. Cause it's like, she's in like the new, like I'm trying to think. Cause it's like, I remember like her first like big project post post force awakens, where she like narrated a documentary about like female falconeers in like Tibet. Yes. And then (laughs) she's on, she's in like the new American dub of like only yesterday, which is like a Ghibli movie from the nineties. Um, uh, there's the, uh, murder on the Orient express, a movie that I like. Um, (laughs) you did not know the, yeah, I didn't know the ending because it's a movie where like a bunch of character actors kill Johnny Depp. It's like cool. Um, and then, yeah, because this like is shot in between Star Wars. So like and like so I don't even really count it as like a post Star Wars release because like no. it was meant to release mid trilogy. No. And it seems like she's and, doing like, a I, lot of she has another <laughs> asteroid hunters. It's another documentary. Great. That sounds cool as hell. Probably won't watch it. it. It's it's interesting to see what what she's doing. Yeah, I, like I'm interested to see if she almost like does like the Hamill thing, where like she basically just you basically just do voice work. Could be, and like every once in a while, we like pop up in something like for fun. Yeah, could be because it's like I think she's a good actress. Like I don't think I don't think that those movies really let her like the Star Wars movies like really let her do a lot. And I also don't think that this movie lets her do fucking anything. I but, I think like I I disagree. I think that. I, I think Last Jedi lets her do a lot. I think Rise of I was, Skywalker. Uh, I, I was going to say, with the exception of Last Jedi, and I even think that she gets to essentially carry Force Awakens. I think she is incredible yeah, in that. I think, I think that her work in Force Awakens is a little bit like. I, I guess what I'm saying is like I think that she's like capable of so much more like emotional depth than those movies allow her to yes. present. Because like in Force Awakens, she kind of just needs to be like. Like the whole time. Yeah. And then like last Jedi lets her like get angry and do shit. I'm like, she's good in that movie. Like, yeah, that's a good probably point. Like the third, probably like the third best performance in that movie. I would agree. I would agree. Cause I'd go driver Hamill Ridley. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would, I would do. Mm, see, I, I think driver's not good or is like fine in last Jedi. He's he does the most three. yelling in it. He's three in on that for me. Yeah. No, that that's fair. You also like him like less than I do. Yeah, that's fair. Like just in general. But yeah, like I think that this movie is like it, it, it kind of is like a weird. I don't want to call it a watershed moment because this movie will truly have zero cultural impact. But like if you're a psycho like us, like it's more specifically me who's like interested in this kind of like how parasocial relationships and the Internet like change like the way that we interact with celebrity. Um it's interesting just like to see how that doesn't, you know, doesn't like someone having like this ravenous yeah. army of like 15 year olds on the Internet who are willing to like 
find my home address yeah. doesn't translate directly into oh, I, box office numbers. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a really interesting thing. I think that's thing. very interesting. Because it's like the Chalamet people will go see a movie. Like they will go see Little Women. They saw Little Women. Little Women made like three hundred million dollars. That's true. That movie made like a like a freaky amount of money for like a you know Mary Louise Alcott adaptation. The movie's great though. Yeah. I but I, what did you want me to oh you want me to talk about cherry? <laughs> Yeah, I want to hear like what's so despicable about it, other than like the butthole shot, the you know when he jerks off in the in the porta potty, uh, porta potty, and we see like the sister from Big Time Rush on the swings. She's like, "Fuck me," and I'm like, "Well, great, it's ten thirty in the morning." Jesus, that movie is like awful. It, I think the thing about you've seen Goodfellas, right? Yes, of course. Imagine if Goodfellas was fucking sucked. It's is it really so similar? It, it it like it's very like there's a shot where like they they even do like the fake police raid they flush all the drugs down the toilet and that is like the beginning of the end like it's the same move like it, it's very similar. <laughs> what I will say about Cherry is that I do think that Tom Holland is cast well for 20 minutes of it because they do a bit where they like Tom Holland like goes to Iraq or whatever like during the war and yeah. he's like. And they kind of, like, need to drive home that it's, like, these are children doing this. Like, he's 18. And yeah. I think that he's well cast there because he looks like he's, like, he looks like he's 18. Which like, is what I thought the majority of the movie would be about, like, PTSD war movie, essentially. No, basically, I'll give you, like, the 30 seconds on Cherry. Cherry is about uh, Todd Hewitt, who, <laughs> um, I, don't, I guess his, yeah, his name is Cherry. The guy's name in real life is, like, Nico Walker. But the character's mm. name in the, in the picture is Cherry. So this is a real um, guy. Yeah, he went to prison. Weird. Okay. And then, like, the Russo brothers paid him, like, a million dollars, like, for his, like, book at Life Rights. And, like, he got out so far ahead of, on that one. That's um, awesome. Also, for people who don't live in Los Angeles, like, regular people, um, the Cherry for Your Consideration campaign has been terrorizing the city on, like, posters and shit for, like, probably four months. Yep. And the funniest thing about them is, like, they just all either say best picture or best actor. And it's, like, objectively funny that Cherry, like, wasn't even on any fucking short lists for Oscar. Like, even, like, prognosticators were like, now what the fuck is this? Well, like that... the post, like the cherry, like the cherry poster by like the unnamed retail location at which I work and repair computers is like, it just, it's, it's like the Chirk poster and it just says best picture. Which is bizarre to me because it's like it's so fucking funny. That movie's it, go ahead. I, I'm like, who do you think you're? Who do you think you're fooling? You know? Yeah, certainly not me. It's it's really but, weird. It's it's really weird yeah. that they tried to like immediately off of Endgame, which and especially on the heels of the whole, not even the Martin Scorsese. Which is is such a weird thing that people need. It's this so validation. funny that they like that they have beef with him and like just made like the shit cover band version of Goodfellas. And everybody was it's like, "So it's so fucking funny." Every, and everyone was like, "This is the shit cover band version of Goodfellas." Like Rooster Brothers, like your ass is out. So it's so crazy that they yeah, that but, they decided to like really put their foot in their mouth and be like, "This is this is going to be the best. I'm going to be the coolest." The funniest Rooster Brothers quote from the Cherry Press circuit is they were like, we like, they were like, we, we used like really complicated cinematic language in this I movie. Know like what we used different cameras to show like different time periods and like different lenses to show like different emotions. I'm like, damn, that's fucking crazy. You guys have never made a movie before. Which, yeah. I'm like, that's awesome. Like, that's so fucking, like, we both went to film school and 
That's something I was like, uh-huh. that's something like I heard, like I would hear like the first week of class, like with like an 18 year old dude with like the Pulp Fiction t-shirt, like a, like a tuxedo t-shirt. Like yeah. he's explaining what he did. And like and when you're 18, it's like, well, yeah, of course. Like that's just like how you understand media. Yep. But it's, it's like the Russo brothers are, I, I, I like, I just think they're in, I, I think they're so fucking stupid. Like, I just think they're dumb. I don't think, anyway, like I don't if, think if, they're if, done because Ab- I like – I'm one of those sickos who likes The Winter Soldier. I like that movie. It's bizarre to like me that, that they're – I do love Mother Boy Triple X. That's still the best thing I've ever done is that Mother episode Boy of Triple X is, It's so it's the weird funniest that, episode of television like of all time. It's so weird that they have immediately tried to chase a – with an original screenplay and best – like it's so weird that they're trying so, so hard to – to be these like serious film. It's like they want to be taken seriously like so bad. When it's – I've said this on the pod before. It's fine if they – like they can just have done Mother Boy Triple X and I would still be like, man, they rule. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But now they like just need to go on every single press circuit and just be like, we are the most – we're like we're the most important filmmakers of all time. Which is str- – It's also like film mad, school thing. The pizza film school, yeah. The mad funny thing about pizza film school is they like we've cracked the way to make a movie like CinemaSins Proof. And it's like obviously like that – like that way of thinking like is so infectious in like Blockbuster where it's like every single thing needs to be fucking over-explained because they assume that the audience is like all like seriously, seriously fucked in the head. And like watching Cherry, I'm like, yeah, yeah this is crazy. Because what happens in Cherry is that Todd Hewitt like he goes to – like in he goes to like – it's also like filled with he goes to iraq and then he comes back and then he gets like addicted to opioids and then he starts robbing banks with uh jack rayner who wear whose name is uh pills and coke and wears two polo shirts like over each other yeah like the Kanye west photo cool (laughs) and then he like goes to jail for robbing banks and he has sex with the sister from big time rush hmm like that's the whole movie. Like that's like, that's everything that happens. And like yeah, I'm sure I'm not, like like that I, sounds I've, bad. I've seen people be like the movie's good, and I'm like, what the fuck are you on? Like it's not even like it. It feels kind of like the Joker effect, where it's like, man, there, I have a. I'm like, if you liked this, man, you gotta watch this other thing that's like actually good. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's that's so fair. funny that all these dudes who make these fucking comic book movies talk so much shit about Martin Scorsese, who's like the best to ever do it. He's the best director. He's our finest yep. American artist. And just like show their whole ass making like shit cover band versions of Scorsese movies. Yep. Like it's so fucking funny. I personally cannot wait for the J.J. Uh, Abrams to be like, man, I hate movies about Irish, about like Irish mobsters and then just like make Gangs of New York. But like it's about like, I don't know, like some guy named like Zaxby. <laughs> like fucking Busby. <laughs> it's so funny that these guys just like all they do is talk shit about him and like they, they want what he has so bad. And he just doesn't care. He doesn't give a fuck. No, he doesn't use fucking. It's just him being like, these movies aren't really for me. And people are like, yeah, what the hell? Like, what do you mean? Like guys, like people who like, you know, you should never you might think you want to date a Funko Pop collector are like, this is <laughs> like. How could you talk shit about the movie where you see Tom Holland's entire rectum? That, that shot, I thought people were making up the fact that, like, no, yeah, no, that's real. It's you go movie. up his we ass. We all cheered yep. when we saw it. Yep. 
We we the, it was like the the footage of the guy in the theater were like cheering when Cap picks up Thor's hammer, but it was us like at the Tom Holland butthole shot <laughs> on like my television at like ten thirty a.m. I live a I live such a stupid life. I uh, I think we have talked enough, Tom. Yeah, we, and we, we've we, talked we, some we've Daisy. Holland. We've discussed we Daisy. The reason that like we haven't talked about Daisy Ridley to this extent is just that there isn't really a whole lot to talk. She about. doesn't have a, a big body of work. She's yeah, essentially an. Unknown. I would love to see her do more shit, but I don't yeah. think she will. See, I think she will. I totally think she will. I think it's just a matter I hope of because so. she's already done kind of mid Star Wars stuff. She did a this movie called Ophelia. I saw. I didn't oh, see the movie, yeah. but she's done movies. Mm-hmm. I just think that she'll probably. She'll figure it out, and I. She'll live. I wish her the best. Another, uh, another actor who I think should like. It, it is nice that now we have the Pattinson thing, where it's like, oh, if you're just like we're in movies, like popular movies that like can pay your rent for the rest of your life, like you make interesting like choices. You just wait. You just don't. You don't be in a movie for five years and then just play sickos. Yep. Which is maybe what she does. I would. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'd love to see Daisy Ridley's sicko movie. Yep. Uh. Weird that she's not Cruella Deville. I I think that she's the British. She's British thing, in real life. I think the Emma Stone thing is gonna get more asses in the seats. Yeah, my ass will be uh, Pirate Bay exclusive for that thing. So. Hey, I'll I'll watch it. Yeah. Oh, I just dropped my mm-hmm. mic. Apologies, listeners. If that Attaboy. if you heard that. Um, so Chaos Walking is a movie that we saw <sighs> in the theater. In the theater, it's basically. So if you go to this planet. Um, if we, if uh, everybody, if we went to this planet, when you're horny. Yeah. Everybody would know, like, like I would hate to be on a, on a, choose your words carefully. I would hate to be on this planet with Daisy Ridley. <laughs> I would hate to be on this planet. Which there is general. one scene. There is one scene in the movie that I went, oh, that's clever. Where there's. Is it when she kisses him? It's when she kisses him. And then it's revealed to be a projected thought Tom of Tom Holland. It's like wet dream or whatever. It's his fan. It's like his fantasy. And she's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? That was fun. I laughed at that. Uh, I didn't laugh as hard as when Tom Holland is like, I can't read that. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. I lost that my laugh. fucking mind. I lost my fucking mind. Like, it's like that. The I've never seen a girl before. I was like, OK, maybe chaos walking is a little funny. Well, uh, let's talk about Doug Lyman. <laughs> no. Why not? I love Doug. Vito. I don't want to talk about Doug Lyman. Why Why do you hate Doug Lyman? Because he made a deal with the devil. Because he, he made chaos walking. He did. It's just, I think he's worth talking about in the sense that he makes swingers, born identity, mm-hmm. uh, and then he makes like... You're forgetting Go. Uh, I haven't seen Go. Go's kind of fun. It's got like Fickner. Fickner's crazy mm. in it. He's the first celebrity I saw in L.A. William Fichtner. I saw William Fichtner behind me at DeSano's Pizza. Awesome. And then I saw Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter, in front mm. of me at this pizza place. Lame. It was weird. And I, I almost said something, but I was like, he's enjoying food. He's, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to be like, I loved you in heat. <laughs> mm-hmm. I loved you in the dark night. Yeah. Heat too. I love the way I love the way you kind of look like Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> it's cool that you're Matthew McConaughey if he were a bug. <laughs> yeah, if you if he was like a sicko. <laughs> but he makes um, Edge of yeah, Tomorrow, so he, which is to me one of the most like oh it's it's technically based on 
uh, a novel. A manga, yeah, a Japanese light novel. Yes. And then it lived, I repeat, that everybody, it becomes kind of a cult classic. But then he makes a bunch of just crap. You like, like American yeah. Made, though, don't you? No, I don't like American Made, which is fucked up because I should like American yeah, Made. Yeah, that's Tom Cruise just doing wearing shit. Like a, it, it's him like wearing aviators and like dealing and like flying coke around in like a biplane. I'm like, I should like this movie, but I like fell asleep during it in the theater. I was like so I was so upset that I didn't enjoy that movie. Damn, that blows. Yeah, it was it was real tough. It was real tough for me. That uh, blows. But then D- Doug Lemon also directs like Jumper, which was like the you know middle school basement sleepover hit of the millennium. Uh, another movie I definitely fell asleep during. Mm. Um, and then he like every once in a while like he makes a good movie, but for the most part he just makes like he just fucking shits these things out. Which he can't... is also making the movie where Tom Cruise goes to space, which like I will see absolutely. Yeah, it's insane. It's, it's weird that they're not doing that for a Mission Impossible, but, like, whatever. Beggars can't be choosers. I'll watch the movie where he goes to fucking space. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I don't know. All right. So this movie, Tom Holland has two dads, um, and he lives in Mickelsonville, where... His two dads are Demian Bashir and... Uh, Kurt Sutter is the other dad. Kurt Sutter, yes. Mm-hmm. This They're is like a stacked, nice to him. This is a stacked cast. Both of his dads look like like different grinder tribe versions of Michael Stuhlbarg. Yes. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. It's like one of his dad, like the there's like the one who's like geek Michael Stuhlbarg, and then there's the one who's like leather daddy Michael Stuhlbarg. <laughs> yep. yep. But like they're both cut from that exact cloth. Um so then uh, Basically what happened, uh, there are also no women in Mickelsonville uh, who plays a uh, David Prentice, according to Wikipedia, the cunning mayor of Prentice town. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's like kind of, it's kind of base that like the town is named after him. Uh, he's, he's interesting in this cause he's not really intimidating at all. He's doing like McCabe and Mrs. Miller drag. Have you seen that movie? Uh, no, that's the movie. That's the photo of Robert Redford in the big jacket. Like that's uh, what that's from. Yeah, that movie is really, really fucking good. Yeah, that's like I think what this movie like most wants to be because that's a movie about like the arrival of like a um, like an a, a sinful woman in like a like Pacific Northwest mining town like just destroys it. Huh. Yeah. Like this movie, like really, this this movie is just like shit. McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Interesting. I think that that's the other reason that like I can't enjoy things anymore is because like. So much, like, new popular shit that is trying to be, like, a thing is just, like, aping something else. Aping and it, like, something it else like, somewhat. And it's not even, like, a little bit. Like, it's not even, like, taking – it's not even how, like, Star Wars is Kurosawa. It's like, oh, this is just this but with, like, a comic book character. Yeah. Or like, Tom Holland. Gotcha. Because this, this performance is not great when Mads Mikkelsen also has been, like – knocking it out of the park consistently this is the only thing i've seen where he's not good yeah you gotta watch another round he's so fucking good i do need to watch that but like i watched casino royale again recently and he's so good in casino royale i'm mid on casino royale but he is really good yeah i i agree i'm i'm honestly not the biggest casino royale fan like i think skyfall is way better but him as le chiffre is so scary it's so good he is scary he does die scratching his balls it's cool. Yes. <laughs> it's really cool. So then we learn that basically Mads Mikkelsen hates his adult fail son, Nick Jonas, and likes Todd Hewitt. <laughs> Which is and then that's, so there's some tension there. Nick Jonas is fucking awful in this movie, as he is in 
Actually, no, he's like pretty good in those Jumanji movies. Yeah, he's not that's, terrible. That's in them. the weird thing is that in those movies, he's kind of good. He's definitely like the more talented actor out of him in uh, Priyanka Chopra. Oh, God, yeah. Who gives like an all time worst performance in uh, We Can Be Heroes, the Robert Rodriguez like Snapchat filter Netflix movie? I believe it. That movie's good though. But we, so we basically learned that there are no women because um, David Oyelo tells us that they were killed by the mud men. Yes. This is what happens in the movie. Like, I yes. don't remember any of the proper nouns, but like, this is like, I'm, 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 I'm pretty close to the. Uh, oh, I think know. I remember them. They're called Spackle. Sure. They're called the Spackle, which is a weird name for sure. the alien. Cause like, that's just what I did for like a summer job one time. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like, that's how you, you patch 100%. drywall. <laughs> yeah. You could have told me they were called like fucking spaghetti and meatballs. I would have believed you. But so the, the spackle like ate all the women. But then we learn later on that. Um, Mads Mikkelsen killed all the women because he got wigged that, out. Like they got too horny and like. It's it's David Yellow is like, it's the women that are making you horny. So then they killed every, all of them. Yeah. And that's like. You know, I assume that that's the thing that test audiences had an issue with. I is like the femicide of it all. I um, do you? I'm gonna spoil listeners. I'm gonna spoil the book for you. Uh, In the book, wow. I think what they did more than I know. I think what the the reshoot is is that the ending is that. Isn't in the movie? I'm gonna spoil the movie too. Sorry if you wanted to see this. If if you want to see this, don't go see Raya. Go see something. Yeah, else. go see Raya. Raya rules. Yeah, you loved it. Danielle loved get, it. Everyone I know has loved go it. Go give your money to go give your money to Kelly Marie Tran. Yep. Uh, Tom and Daisy are doing fine. Uh, yeah, no, they're fine. It's it's a really strange thing because they go, oh, in this it wraps up nice little bow. Uh, David Prentice is presumably dead. He gets thrown into the pit. Yeah. Um, he gets of like a, a halo ship or whatever. Todd and Viola are. Oh, uh, oh, that's Daisy Ridley's name. It's Vi- Viola. Yes. Um, we don't learn that until way, way longer. Um, way longer into the movie. And then at one point, it's really bizarre. There's um, <laughs> there's a little something in the book where someone, I forget if it's Todd or Viola, but one of them is wounded. And the other has to bring the wounded one to David Prentice, who has taken the ship at the end, okay. which sets up the sequel. And then it's like a civil war thing and et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Whereas I think the, the reason they didn't do that is because they just knew we had so much trouble getting reshoots of this done. It, or, the last thing we need is a spaceship, a spaceship and a sequel and. And a threequel. In a threequel. Like, no one's going to come back for this. I would have. Mads Mick. I'd come back for a sequel to this. I would watch it. But it's not like they're going to be able to get Cynthia Erivo. No, I'd also be in it. Like, if they needed me to be there. (laughs) Just for replacement? Yeah, I'd do it. I'd do it for, like, SAG day rate. Like, 65 grand. You'd do Mads? I would do it. Yeah, I'd be Mads. Sure. Also, Weird. for reference, I, I, I don't own this book because I purchased it with real world money. The Chaos Walking Twitter account was my, you know, my, my favorite account on Twitter was doing a like a book club virtually with Patrick Ness, who's the fellow who wrote these books. And they were giving away an unknown amount of copies. So probably like 
three months ago, I just like filled out the Google sheet. And then like two weeks, then like three weeks later, I like came home drunk from something and there was a, a mysterious package at my door and I opened it and it was chaos walking like the book they sent. I also have a signed poster by Patrick Ness, which is like on my floor right now. I see it. That's and then funny. The weird, so then there's that, but then it's really also weird because <laughs> then like three of my, three of my friends also signed up for the giveaway and also received individual copies of chaos walking, uh, past and future guest Owen. Oh, and Larkin, yeah, and Matt and Kenny also yeah, got copies of guests. Chaos Walking. So I don't really know, like, how many copies of Chaos Walking they were giving out or how many people entered this giveaway, but, like, Chaos Walking intern, please come on our podcast. Yeah, and, please like, tell I, us I, about I need to know about what it was like running the uh, Chaos Walking Twitter account and interacting with me every day for, like, a month. I, I'm, um, I'm fascinated. But basically what happens is that uh, Tom Holland lives in Guyville. I also like because they go to another town that like Cynthia Erivo is the mayor of, and there are like women there. Like I mm-hmm. thought that this was like a there are none, there and are that, no women on the planet Mick, thing, and that Mickelsonville is like the only settlement. But it's like they walk for like forty minutes and like find another town. Yeah, that'd be like if I was like there are no women in Van Nuys, and then I just like walked forty minutes to Sherman Oaks, and I'm like here they are, found them. Yeah, that's that's part of this is that they go on a big voyage, but they don't go very far. Yeah, it's also like they talk about how like the sun doesn't set, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. okay, sure. <laughs> it's and I think that's implied to be like, oh, they're doing um, they're doing it's, the they whole... can sh- only shoot daytime exteriors. Yeah, it's. Really I don't know if that's in the book or not, but that feels like something that like they were like, well, like Tom and Daisy have to go like be on set for movies that people care about tonight. And Doug Lyman's like, <laughs> oh, and he like points a gun at Patrick Ness and he's like, make it so that it's only night or only day. <laughs> I also like don't know the time window of what just the movie takes place in. <laughs> Like, I'm like, it's like a week, probably. Yeah. But, but they, it's like, there's a scene where, like, Colin's like, we've been walking for so long. I'm like, damn, how fucking long? Well, and he's supposed to be, in the book, he's supposed to be like, oh, he's he leaves at, like, 13-ish. So mm. it's, like, very much a coming-of-age thing, or, like, four, or, he leaves damn. before he's 18, I think. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this, it's like, oh, yeah, Tom Holland's, like, uh, he's like 24. <laughs> yeah. And he looks 20 the whole, way, the whole way through. Yeah. Yeah. He looks young, but that's just him. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of what else happens in this movie's plot. Cause they like, it's basically like they start in Mickelsonville and then like Daisy Ridley shows up. She's the only survivor of like a ODST drop pod crash. And then they go to Arivo, Arivo Berg, Arivo town. And then, yeah, and then Mickelson shows up and like shoots Tom Holland's gay dads, and then yeah, they're gay, right? I, it's implied to be yes. Okay, because I'm like he got two dads, but they're not his That's actual gay to dad, me. which is weird. Yeah, no, they're his like adopted dad. I I, I was expecting Cause, the twist, cause one thought, of the twists to be that like Mads was his dad, uh, and I thought the same thing. Because it's yeah, it's, and like that's why I would assume that like Nick Jonas doesn't like him is because he's like he's like his bastard son who like yeah. he still prefers to like the guy who goes red dress and burning up. Yeah, I I I, I want to talk about David Oyelowo. <laughs> yeah, sure. In his weird performance, this is he's a, in like one scene in this movie. He's in like three, and in every scene, he is just evil. <laughs> Like yeah. he starts out the movie, he punches Tom Holland, then like mm-hmm. 
then like yells about killing women then yeah then this movie's like about if you this movie's about like if you go to church like you hate women yeah <laughs> like i like i was thinking that in the theater i'm like is that what this movie's about which kind and of like is? that's kind of the end of it that's kind of it's basically just like if you listen to like a crazy person you'll probably like hate women and i'm like yeah that's true yeah I really like if you do listen to crazy people, you will think like terrible things about certain groups of people. Yep. Like, you know. Yep. I go on I go on the internet, I see it happen. Yep. I just to kind of wrap to round it out, there's Oh no, I want to talk a little bit more about the plot of Chaos Walking. If you have more to say, go on it. Oh no, yeah. No, I got a lot more to say. So Todd Hewitt like can't control his fucking head. So anytime someone tries to like basically like get him to admit something he just repeats it like i am todd hewitt i am todd hewitt i am todd hewitt i am todd hewitt over and over and over again and it made, me, his wanna, head it made me want to like bite the seat at the amc i was so fucking pissed off the his like inner monologue is something that i think kind of like reeks of reshoots to me personally because i think that people probably did not respond well to uh david oyello made everyone so horny they killed all the women and I also think that they were like, because this movie's tone is all over the fucking place. And normally yeah. that's a product of like extensive reshoots by the, not the original director. Because Fede Alvarez, who I believe is the director of that Evil Dead. Yeah, the Evil Dead reboot, which is good. And Don't Breathe, which is also quite good, did the reshoots. Yep. And I think that oh, he did? the mismatch. Yeah, he, he directed the reshoots. Oh, he's, he's like directing a good, he's, the, like a good, he's directing the, the new Scream movie. Yeah, he's a good director. He's innocent in this. Yeah, I like both because it's movies. like th- there's so much mismatched tone shit in this movie where it's like Todd Hewitt's gay dad gets shot by like a blunderbuss with by like Nick Jonas, and then Todd Hewitt his voice is like that just happened. It's like shit like that, and I'm like, yeah. Well, what what was the point? He's like, whoa, <laughs> like, that's crazy. His, his, his inner monologue is like constantly cracking jokes and while like the situation just gets progressively more and more dire. Yeah. It's also like, they don't know about any other town. Like when they get to like Arivo Berg, they're like, that's crazy that this is like a whole other town, but it's like, you know, like, it's did, not did you really far. think that? It's <laughs> yeah. Not... Like I assume that it's like 40 minutes away. Yeah. It's not far at all. It, they go mm-hmm. on like, and it's like they also like go in like one of like they go on like a telephone pole and they're like oh i can see all the noise from the other villages i'm like could you not see that like before it's so weird it's so and like so we weird. meet todd hewitt todd hewitt todd hewitt todd hewitt when he's like walking in the woods with his like weird little like shitty dog yes. like i'm assuming he'd probably like stumble across someone else no they do stumble across the mud monster though yeah, the aliens the fucking, like turns, Gimdo from Legend of Zelda. The, yeah, the aliens are boring. They look like just they look like mud men. Yeah, I really because like I also like kind of I didn't hate the PD on this thing because I like like rustic sci-fi, but it also like just looks like Alien Covenant, and I would just ten million times rather watch Alien Covenant than this fucking thing. Yeah, I kind of like the PD on this, and you just kept, like, after I said, like, oh, I liked that PD, you were like, just go watch Alien Covenant. I was it's like, that just vibe. watch Alien Covenant. Like, just watch it. Yeah. It's the same exact thing. Like, it's the same vibe. Did that make money? Covenant? Yeah. Okay. Not enough, but it did make money. Okay. Well, I wish we could talk. There's a Ridley Scott we'll do, but. Oh, there are a bunch of Ridley Scotts we can do. Yep. 
Um, you look like a fucking Blade Runner. Yeah, you fair. Really wanted to. Fair. But no, you also like I think liked this movie more than I did. I thought it was fine. It's just like I I was entertained throughout, not in like a very big. Oh wow, what a thing! But this is also the first time I've been back to a theater. Yeah, that's true. I like took the Raya pill first, and then I and like, then I got my this. like theater jitters out of the way. Whereas for me, I was like, oh, this is just. I, I first time back in a theater, I where I, I have my first dose of the vaccine. I was I was masked up the entire time. I felt comfortable, and like of course, no one else was in the theater except for like two other couples. Yeah, it was pretty. Um, it was pretty 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 empty. Yep, because and the I, girls did not turn out for Todd Hewitt. Nope. And, like, understandably so. If this movie wasn't, like... Actually, no, I probably would have gone to see this anyway, because I'll see fucking anything. It, that's fair. That's but fair. But I'm trying to think... Uh, so, what else happens is... Um, tisk tisk. They go to the woods so that they can use the phone so that Daisy Ridley can call her spaceship. And then they the, they disconnected the phone in uh, Arivo Berg. So then they have to go to like the crashed Halo spaceship. Once again, Daisy Ridley is a uh, will will never be able to escape rummaging around a derelict spaceship. Um, yep, she's, she's gonna she, do she, it. Uh, Todd Hewitt does like Breath of the Wild shit. Climbs up a um, climbs up a wall to fix yep. the antenna. Daisy Ridley lights David Ayello on fire with her, um, her yeah. matches that she keeps in her pocket, and he just dies instantly. It's weird. It's really weird. I was like, huh? Like, I was laughing. I, I was chuckling. Because it's just, like, so sudden, and it's so, so stupid. And it's then, really, uh, it's, it's really t- sudden, and it's really, like, it's really violent. Yeah, like, it's like, oh, huh. I yeah. had no other thoughts about it after that. And then uh, Todd Hewitt Can we pause for Mads one Mikkelsen. second? Can we pause yeah, for sure. one second? I'm going to hang up and call you back. Yeah. Let me just make a timestamp. Keep your thing yep. running. Yeah. I'm, I have it running. I just want to disconnect. Okay. Can you talk? Hello? Hey, everyone. It's just me. Yeah, cool. You're back. All right. It was really choppy. Oh, oh totally okay. good. Uh Three, two, one. And we're back, John. It's a we had technical difficulties. Yeah, we and were having, then we were having he, Todd Hewitt robot like shoots Oh no, Todd Hewitt gets shot by Mads Mickelson and then he pushes him like down the pit. He pushes him down the pit then, by by using his noise. This is a, a thing that is only used yeah, a like, couple times. Some people can do like crazy like Mads Mickelson can like build a house with his noise. Like, Todd Hewitt can, like, make a snake come out of his sometimes. It, but it, it's never used enough to be really... The only time it's used is by Demian Bashir, who creates a fake Daisy Ridley. Demian Bashir, yeah. Or, yeah, she does the fake Daisy Ridley. Yeah, because it's neat. It, like, that's neat and was a cool twist no, where I was also like, like, oh, David, oh, shit. David the Prentice creates, like, the, the fort around Daisy Ridley. Todd <laughs> yeah. Hewitt scares Nick Jonas with the snake. Yeah. Like, I'm like, is he just, like, thinking about the snake really hard? Like, yeah. is that it? <laughs> I don't really get how it works. <laughs> like, I'm thinking about it right now. It's like, that's, like, what I'm doing when I'm, like, not, like, rotating a cube inside my head. <laughs> it's, um, it's bizarre. 
But that's like basically all that happens. And then Daisy Ridley phones, she phones home and then the biggest ship, ship comes. The biggest and ship. And they put Todd Hewitt in the Wakanda tank that they put Bucky Barnes in and they fix his arm. And then they look outside and like someone's 10 minutes into a game of Age of Empires. Yep. <laughs> it really does and, like, look like. What, and like then the movie ends. Yep. Man, this movie, like, sucks shit. (laughs) Yeah. It's so bad. It's, it's, it's not great. I, I would, I don't even think it's that bad. It's just really kind of, like, unremarkable. Which, for me, is worse. Like, I just didn't enjoy it. We were, like, I would rather have something be, like, a fucking calamity than, like, just so mid. We were kind of wishing this would be more of a A mess. I expected this to be, like, a fucking calamity. Uh... Sorry, listeners, this is just like a, for me, like a two and a half stars, three, three and a half, maybe. Where where do I have it on my, I think I gave it two stars on LB. Let me take a peek at where I have it ranked among the other 2021 releases. Um, I have it at my, at five out of 10. And that's to no credit of Chaos Walking, and it's to the lack of credit of the five other movies that I've seen this year that are worse than it. Was that Cherry or... Yeah, cherry, cherry's my cherry's my cherry's my ten. Like that's my bottom. Mm, fair. The movies I have below it are um, Beast Beast, which is a movie that I worked on. Um, wah, wah. Mm. I, did, I did audio. I did a little bit of audio mixing on it. The fair. little things: uh, Willie's Wonderland, Tom and Jerry, and then uh, Cherry sits at uh, the bottom. That is fair. Yeah, they're they're bad. They're bad. Those are bad movies. I hope that we cast pick up. Bad. I mean, yeah. Like it, 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 we're in March. That's true. That is true. It's very, very weird. Um, you know, obviously we can go to the movies again. So, hooray. We'll be, we'll be talking about some other things that bomb. Hopefully. Yeah. Absolutely. And hopefully I mean, some fun bombs. We'll talk about we'll yeah. the movies eventually. What um. What else came out that week, and where did this fare uh, on right. the box Let, office? Let's talk. So this movie comes out uh, March 5th, and it makes uh, $3.7 million. Come, opens at number three. It's being beaten by uh, Tom and Jerry and uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. It's being beaten by Tom and Jerry? The kids, Tom and Jerry has made $77 million worldwide. But, like, I just can't imagine being, like, taking your kids to go see Tom and Jerry, you can just get it at home. I'd also take them to see like Raya. Yeah, it's or it, let's be honest, it's my children. They're going to see. Uh, they're going to see Judas. <laughs> gotta keep. Gotta let them know. Yeah, uh, the bottom box office is a uh, little fish. Uh, thank you to the Jake Bridging community. It made a uh, two hundred and fifteen dollars that week. Little fish. Yeah. It's like some like indie drama about like teens or whatever. It's like a Jake movie. He told me to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. Huh. Jake will be on the podcast at some point. Yeah, we'll, we'll get Jake eventually. Yeah. And then uh, it's still at number three, two weeks later, making $1.9 million. Once again, being beaten by Ryan the Last Dragon and Tom and Jerry. Yeah, Jesus. That's crazy. I, I want to do. I, I'm gonna do. I we're, we'll be doing a chaos walking update every single week. Um, I just didn't think until, Tom and Jerry until would, things out of theaters. I didn't think Tom and Jerry was gonna be. What the hell? 
I believe it is the second highest grossing movie of 2021. Yeah, what? Man. Like, I'm 99% sure. Weird. Like, I would feel like such a moron if I was wrong about that. That's so weird. Let me look. All right, box office domestic. 2021 domestic. It, no, I lied. It is the uh, highest grossing movie of 2021. Huh. It has made uh, $33 million at the domestic box office. That's bizarre. That's so huh. fucked up. Raya will beat it like yeah. this time next week, probably. I hope. That's just Yeah, because that movie's good. Well, and this is weird to me just because it's like... Huh. It's insane that it's made $77 million at the worldwide box office. China is just eating up hanging out with Tom and Jerry. Yeah. $16 million in China for Tom and Jerry. Weird. It's big there. It's really big there. Yeah, but like it's just strange to me because I'm like, it's. I'm really perplexed by that just because I'm like, you can just watch it. It's not even like... Uh, oh. Yeah, it's not even like the Disney premium access bullshit. No. But John, I, I think the thing that you're failing to consider is that one of the most beloved rivalries in history is reignited when Jerry moves into New York City's finest hotel on the eve of the wedding of the century, forcing the event's desperate planner to hire Isn't Tom. Colin to Jost? The ensuing cat and mouse battle threatens to destroy her career, the wedding, and possibly the hotel itself. But mm. soon, an even bigger problem arises. A diabolically ambitious staffer conspiring against all three of them. I've seen this movie, and I literally don't. I <laughs> put a gun to my head, and <laughs> I couldn't tell you who the diabolically ambitious staffer is. <laughs> yeah, who is that? Like, I don't know. Like, you could point a loaded gun at my head, and I couldn't tell you. That's bizarre. Like, I, I, I don't even, you know what? We're going to keep the episode going until I figure this out. I'm going yeah. on the Wikipedia page is for it, Tom and Jerry. Is it... Uh... Who could it be? That's um, bizarre. I don't know. That's so I'm reading, wild. I'm reading the Wikipedia page right now. Fill air while I do this. I I I, I guess I Rob Delaney. Uh, no, because he's like the hotel manager. Huh. Um. Oh, apparently. According to Wikipedia, it's Michael Pena, who is the scheming event manager of the Royal Gate Hotel. Like, I I know he's in that movie. But you don't think he's scheming? um, I I don't remember him being scheming. Huh. Like, I, I definitely don't remember that. Well, I'm kind of glad that at least Tom and Jerry is doing all right at the box office. I, I'm glad that HBO, the Warner Brothers things, are still making money and that they're not at least completely fucking theater performance with the Yeah, no, I am like same a little, I am like thing. I am like impressed that like people have gone to go see it. Yeah. Because I, I, it's also like it's really bad. Like it's really bad. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And, like, I'll watch stupid movies for children all the time. Like, I watched Emperor's New Groove for the first time last night. That's, like, a fun movie. That movie But, like, this is, like, really just fucking bad. Yeah, Jesus. It's so fucked up that David Spade was the lead of a... Oh, no. Okay. So, I'm I'm on the the worldwide box office right now. It does appear that um, Tom and Jerry is the highest-grossing American film of the year. It's at number six. Ah. Because a movie called High Mom in China has made... $18.5 
$820 million. Whoa! And then a movie called Detective Chinatown 3 has made $700 million. All right, then. These seems like movie, these seem like movies I would like. Yeah. <laughs> Good they're titles. Just like Chinese, they're just like Chinese buddy cop movies. Perfect. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah, these movies look cool as hell. This, this just looks like Rush Hour. It, awesome. I love it. Great. Uh, one, of the, one, one of the main guys in Chinatown Detective, uh, his stage name is Turbo Lou. Huh. That's awesome. That's so cool. I gotta fucking get. That's I gotta get. I gotta get Detective Chinatown pilled. Yeah, it's so crazy that like movies can just like come out in China and make like a billion dollars and like nobody's ever heard of them. Yeah, Jesus. Like that's so fucking cool. It's that's also really cool that great. Avatar beat Endgame again. Yeah, that's yeah. like a, that. That's good news for me specifically. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's pretty awesome. All right, so yeah, that's uh, that's all we got on Chaos Walking. I'm sorry that this has just been kind of a uh, talking no, I think everything. This is a fun but episode. I had a good time. I had a good time, but I, I just feel bad for our listeners. We'll we'll have something with a little more oomph uh, in the following weeks. Yeah, we'll no, have... we're talking. There'll be an episode later this week on the Snyder Cut. Yes, probably there will be either Snyder like Cut. tomorrow or the next day. Yes. I don't know. But we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Next week we're talking. We'll, Johnny's we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a better movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, John, where can, uh, where can people find you? You can find me at John Gilby on pretty much everything. Uh, yeah. You can find me at McClunky on Twitter um, and Will Canalizo on Letterboxd. Uh, and on LinkedIn, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Plug that this episode. Add me on LinkedIn. You can hire me. <laughs> Please. I'm begging you. I'm fucking begging you before I start like Venmo requesting people on uh, Venmo like to get there. I'm going to just like Venmo Mark Duplis like two dollars. And I'll be like, can you hear my movie pitch? Because <laughs> you could just like find people like that on Venmo. That is true. <laughs> like I, I have a friend who found like Lucas Hedges and like Alex Ross Perry on Venmo in like 30 in like probably like less than five minutes. Oh, I I have a. I have Jenna Fisher's Venmo because when I was working for office ladies, I bought her lunch. Mm -hmm. It's wild. You could do it. Yeah. Be like, I'll do the Venmo request Jenna Fisher for a dollar for her to ask for my, I'm like, I'm going to Venmo her two cents. I'm like, can I give you my two cents on a movie pitch? (laughs) Well, I'm going to keep doing this. Well, I'm literally going to keep doing this. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Please remember to, uh, you know, Rate, review, and subscribe on your uh, podcast platform of choice. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at bombsquad underscore pod. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next Monday. Yeah. All right. Have a good one, guys. Peace.